Welcome to Grace Hour. You are listening to a word from the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajima. Today's message. I'm treating the subject walking in the supernatural realm of revelations. Somebody say revelation. Revelation is the ability to be shown what many don't have the privilege to see and to know. Revelation is God exposing, unveiling, and revealing his plans to mortal men. God is so mysterious, complicated, and complex to a point that after he appeared and started creating things like him, the Bible says that he created man in his own likeness and in his own image. After he made creation, he has spent the time of creation to today trying to reveal himself to men. He is so complicated that since creation till now, every single day he is trying to show men something they have never seen before about his life. And I believe it is one of the major problems of God. He overcreated himself. He overcomplicated himself to a point that it is giving him so much trouble how men can understand him and how men can climb to his level. So what are the keys and the principles that God has laid down so that men can reach a certain level of him? The Bible says that he revealed himself by acts to the Israelites. They knew him by act, but you are filled if all you know about God is miracles. So the Bible says that the children of Israel, they knew him by act, but Moses knew him by his ways. Somebody say his ways. By revelation. The Bible says in Amos chapter 3 verse 7, the Lord will do nothing but reveal it to his prophets first. It means that there is no action until there is revelation. This thing about revelation is not an option. God cannot work without it. So if there is no man God can relate to, it means God cannot work among men. He can do nothing or he will do nothing except. He says that it's expedient for me to go. If I do not go, the comforter will not come. And when he comes, he will teach you all things and things to come. Somebody say revelation. He will teach you certain things I have not been able to teach you. Because this world cannot function without proper revelations from God. How miserable we stand to be if there are no men who can position themselves to catch signals from heaven. The Bible says that God is limited. He will do nothing. It's not he will do some. He will do nothing except Matthew chapter 16 verse number 13. The Bible says that Jesus asked them, what do men come? Let's read it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just follow me this morning. Because somebody's life must change forever. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some, Elias, others, Jeremiah, or one 
of the prophets, he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Because Jesus caught them that they were not talking for the people, they were talking for themselves. Who do men say I am? They say, they say you are John. In reality, they also thought he was John. They say you are Elijah, but in reality, they also know he's Elijah. Then he says, Okay, talk to me personally. You, what do you say? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bartona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell. I want to build a church, but I'm looking for a man who will first catch the revelation. Upon this rock, what rock? The revelation of who I am. I am planning to build, but somebody must first find the foundation. Somebody must first catch the foundation of the building. And the foundation is a certain revelation. And others were saying, you are Elijah. Jesus said, you are not. Listen, at the place of revelation, to be called the son of God is greater than to be called Elijah. Jesus knew, had a revelation about his own life, that he was beyond Elijah. Why? Because he's the son of God. Anytime somebody calls you, you are operating like Elijah, he has degraded you. It is more higher in the spirit to be a son of God than to be called Elijah of our generation. And the Bible said, Peter looked at him and said, you are not Elijah, you are not Jeremiah, you are Jesus Christ, the son of God. He says that now the foundation is laid for me to build a church. The foundation, at least someone has caught the revelation. May you locate the revelation about this generation. Somebody has caught a revelation. Do you know the interesting thing? He says that flesh and blood have not revealed it. It means that all the other revelations, you are Elijah, you are John, it was flesh and blood. But this one you are saying, it is a revelation from heaven. It means that not until you can bring Jesus out of Elijah, whatever you preach about Elijah is not a revelation from the Father. You are Jeremiah, you are Elijah, you are that. And somebody says, you are the Christ, the Son of God. He said, this one, flesh and blood. It means that the Jeremiah, the John, was flesh and blood. So certain pastors and certain scribes have been teaching it. So the people are talking about it because somebody else somewhere is teaching but this thing you are talking about that I am Christ the son of God this is a revelation from the father from heaven I pray that you walk in revelation that is not from your pastor that is not just from a friend that is not just from a brother but it is from the father it means that to talk about Elijah and Jeremiah without drawing Christ out of it cannot be a revelation from the father and he says that from today I will build my church upon this rock, not upon Peter, upon the revelation that Peter you have brought out. God has been waiting to build a church, but he needed a man to catch the revelation first. How the church and what the church should be centered on. The church should be centered on Christ, the Son of God. And a man must catch that revelation. Not until a man catches that revelation, the church will be centered on Elijah and Jeremiah and John. The church will be preaching 
preaching about all kinds of people. But until a man catches what must be preached about, who we must preach about, who we must look onto, the church cannot be built. Until Peter caught the revelation and said, Thou art Christ. He said that upon this revelation, I'm going to build my church. Now somebody has taught the good news. Then I can build. Somebody shout revelation. God will not do anything except a man catches a revelation. What revelation have you caught about your financial life? Except you catch a certain revelation. Heaven will not work on your financial life. Except you catch a certain revelation about your spiritual life. The Holy Ghost will be talked about and will be, will be in the church. And we will proclaim him. But he cannot do some performances unless you have caught a revelation about who the Holy Ghost is. Heaven will do nothing except he has revealed what he's about to do. Because if men don't catch a revelation about what God wants to do, they will mess things up. They will commonize the uncommon. They will ordinarize the extraordinary. They will make God simple whilst he is complicated. So he first has to let men see something before he will act. So through our scriptures, even before Jesus will be born, Somebody must prophesy 400 years to time. Before Jesus will be born, an angel must first visit the woman. Before Jesus will be born, a certain David must prophesy how his life will be. Jesus came, said, I, say, I came in the volumes of the book. Why? Because some people have already written about me. Men must know about me before I come. Prosperity is not bound to come from heaven. Except men have an idea about the prosperity that comes from heaven. That is, that's why when you look into the Greek transliterations of prophecy. One of the things you see there is teaching. When we talk of prophecy, we talk about teaching. Because somebody must be taught something about what God wants to do before God starts doing it. I'm talking to you about something. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1, and the word of God was precious in those days. Other verses says that the word of God was sacred. In other words, God was not revealing himself anymore. And do you know the results of it? Enemies came to steal the ark. Simple. The result of it is that even the sons of the high priest were sleeping with women before the tabernacle. Why? Because there is no revelation. Where there is no revelation, the people will fall. And this week, the Lord was ministering to me something and I was shocked. He said that in reality, I don't blame the sons of Eli. Why? Because the people, the whole nation, were not consistent with my voice and consistent with my revelation. And where there is no revelation, the people fall easily. So it took a certain Samuel to grow up to the place of consistent revelations with God. And from that time, God began dealing and righteousness prevailed in the nation. But not when a certain high priest who didn't care whether there was revelations or not. The reason why most people behave the way they behave, God even understands because you are a working person devoid of anything called revelation. So you have no revelation about worship. How can you sincerely worship? You have no revelation about praises. How can you sincerely praise. You have no revelation about the word of God. So how can you stay through the day and say, I'm spending one hour to read the word? Because you have no revelation. You've not caught the spirit behind what we preach. Not until revelation is catching the spirit behind 
what is being preached. And the reason why we make so many noise, but only few people are changing, is because only few catches the revelation behind the noise we make. Only few. And God told me that the sons of Eli mess up because they have never heard God. When the small boy Samuel heard God, one-on-one, God spoke to him. The Bible says that when he was about to die and live, he called out the children of Israel and said that, did you see any corruption in me? Did I steal from anyone? They said no. Did I do anything that was wrong? They said no. Why? Because the man had the privilege for God to reveal himself to him. Listen to me. There is nothing like righteousness, perfection, or glory without personal revelations. I believe that one of the tragedies in today's church is that we have people who are more concerned with their hair and their clothes and their shoes and their personalities when coming to church than to catch a revelation about the God they are serving. That is the tragedy of today's church. So we literally remain the same every single day because this God we are serving only performs when people catch his revelation. And yet we are refusing this revelation. God is not interested. God is not a flesh. Don't try to serve him fleshly. Hear me. He is not pleased with our fleshiness. The Bible says that God is spirit. And let they that worship him, worship him in spirit, in revelation. Worshipping God in spirit does not mean slowly singing. That is not worshipping God in spirit. Worshipping God in spirit is worshipping God in revelation. I have seen what others have not seen. I have heard what others have not heard. I have encountered about God what others have not encountered. And I go before him by that revelation. He told Moses in Exodus chapter 6, he said that your father Abraham, Isaac and Jacob knew me as an almighty God, but I did not reveal myself to them as Jehovah. It means that Moses, you are privileged to have an aspect of me your father Abraham, Isaac and Jacob did not have. And that is the Jehovah aspect of me. This thing we call Christianity has nothing to do with the systems we have laid down. Hear me, God is not moved by our blue and violet light. God is not moved by the systems. He's moved by a church that carries revelation. Do you know why he left the Garden of Eden? Let me take my time there. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou shalt eat, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. Somebody said that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam and to see what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Somebody said that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle. Can we all read the verse 21 to go? And to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help meet for him. Verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall onto Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. 
22. And the rape which the Lord has taken from Adam made he a woman and brought unto the man. And Adam said, this is now. Somebody say, this is now. The bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. Look at how the systematic process goes. God comes to Adam and says that of this tree, of the knowledge, somebody say the knowledge, of the revelation of good and evil, don't touch it. I have given you many trees, but don't touch this tree of revelation of good and evil. Don't touch it. Then God moves to the next verse and God said to Adam, it is no good for you to live alone. We serve an extremely wise God. His wisdom is infinite. Sometimes when he gives you the privilege to see a little of it, you, you sometimes wonder how he works. He tells him, don't touch this tree. That seems like it will make you wise. That seems like it will bring revelation. Don't touch it. Then he comes to the man and says that it is no good for you to live alone. I will make you a help meet for you. Then the next verse, and God started forming out of the ground all beasts in the field. And he brings the beasts and the animals to Adam and to see how Adam would name them. And every animal he brought, Adam named it. And the Bible says, and that was the name thereof. In other words, Adam by revelation could catch the mind of God and to know the very name for which God had before he created the animal. And he brings it to Adam. And Adam taps into the realm of the mind of God and finds out the name and mentions the name to God. And God says, it is right. This is what I'm thinking. Adam, you have been able to see my mind. You have been able to see my heart. This is the realm of revelation that Adam, you are walking in. But hear me. And the Bible says, but for Adam, he found no helpmate. It means that Adam's intention was not to name animals. His intention was, if you say that you are bringing me a helpmate, then I'm searching for my helpmate. So in the process of Adam searching for the helpmate, he was demonstrating a high level of revelation that was in particular with the revelation of God. He was tapping into the wisdom of God and God's interest, hear me, God's interest was not to give Adam a helpmate. God's interest was to show Adam that you are too wise and full of revelation that you don't need this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You don't need it. There is so much wisdom in you. There is so much understanding in you. There is so much revelation in you that you are operating in my level. God's main interest was not to give Adam a wife. He was to bring out of Adam what Adam didn't know he had. God knew that by chapter 3, Satan will come and tempt Adam to tell Adam that if you want to be as wise as God, then eat this tree. So after God showed him, don't eat it, God came and said, you are already as wise as me. You don't need this tree to eat to be wise as me. You already think like my level. You already move like my level. So you don't need... So the Bible says that after Adam named everything, he did not find a helpmate. So antelopes comes and pass. And hear me, that was the first time Adam was seeing an antelope. But he could know that this is not what God wants for me. God will create. 
and bring it to Adam. In Adam's mind, I am looking for a helpmate. But he could see that God says he is bringing a helpmate. Hear me, listen. The guy was so wise, smart, and full of revelation that if you really trust God and God says, I'm going to bring you a helpmate. And the first time God goes, he comes back with a lion and you could know God, this is not what you really want for me. Then you name it a lion, but you tell God, I'm thinking the same way you are thinking. This is not what you want from me. This was the first time Adam was seeing. Because we all understand that by chapter 1, he created. And it was a creation of the spirit. And by chapter 2, he made it out of the dust. And that was the formation. And then he comes and brings a formation of what has been created in the spirit to Adam. And Adam looks at it and says, you told me you are bringing me a helpmate. But I know in your mind, I can read your mind right now. This is not what you want from me. Let it pass. I will call him a lion. And I know you have named it a an iron in your head so let it pass and all the animals pass all creation pass until adam finished and said that still i did not find my helpmate and god made him sleep and took his rip and brought it to him made a woman out of his rib and brought it to him and the bible said and adam said now somebody say now adam said now it means that previous time you were bringing something but i knew it is not what you really wanted for me but now this is what you know i know you want for me but now this is the bone of my bone and this is the flesh of my flesh but now did God want to achieve? God just wanted to tell Adam, this level you find yourself, you are at my level. We are operating. We are not in fleshly level. We are in spiritual. You are operating in high level intensity wisdom. You take like me. You act like me. I create your name and it is the same name for which I decided to name the creator. You don't need any wisdom. You are already operating in a high level wisdom. And by chapter 3, Satan comes and says that God doesn't want you to eat this tree so that you will be as wise as him. Listen, one of the temptations we are going through is that Satan always doesn't want you to know who you really are. So that you can cast out what you are into a dustbin and go for what you are not meant to be. What you are not meant to be. How can a man who can read, it's like Bill Gates comes here right now and I'm able to tell him his next product that he's planning in his head that he wants to do. I'm able to tell him that product and tell him the name of that product when only he knows that I am coming to create this to sweep billions from the world. I'm coming to create this software to sweep billions from the world. And every night he wakes up into his study room and he's calculating and putting uh, things together, how he can create that software. Then I meet him and I tell him that, Sir, this is what you are planning. This is the name of it. That is what Adam did to God. Then Satan comes and tells him, you can be as wise as God by eating the tree of the knowledge of God. Then Adam goes to eat it. And the moment he eats it, his eyes into the mind and the supernatural stuff of God closed. And his eyes to the natural realm opened. And the first thing he saw was that I am naked. My job, my school fees, my dad, my dad. That is all. What are you seeing? What, upon what revelation are you running your life? And I can boldly tell some of you that for the past five years, you have not walked in one revelation. 
It has always been about you. And to God, listen, let me blow your mind with this. And to heaven, there are some pastors who have preached for 10 years. And the 10 years, heaven has recorded only once that they preached the gospel. It can only be recorded in heaven once that they preached the gospel. Because when it comes to the revelation of God's word, it's about the one Peter revealed. Thou art Christ, the Son of God. He said, I will build my church upon this revelation. It means that anything the church do that is not centered on this revelation is not the building of Jesus. And Adam entered into these two revelations. The time he could see God. And the second revelation is he came to himself began to see his nakedness, began to see his pain and suffering, his sweat. And that was the fleshly dimension. And the moment he entered that direction, God left. But I cannot stay with people who can hear me and flow with me. Second Corinthians chapter number 5, verse 16. Wherefore henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, Know him no more. Now, know we no man after the flesh. For though we have known Christ after the flesh, but now we don't know him anymore. It means that the Jesus you know is the Jesus of the flesh. The Jesus who walked on water, then you don't know him. If the Jesus you know is the Jesus who healed the sick in, in Caesarea and healed the sick in Galilee and raised the dead in Jerusalem, then you don't know him yet. Now know we him no more after the flesh. After the flesh, I know you by Ken, but by revelation, I know you as the Son of God. After the flesh, I know you as a poor man, but by revelation, I know you as the one redeemed of the blood of Jesus. By the flesh, I know you as a follower, but by revelation, I know you as one who has won the victory with Christ on the cross. By the flesh, know we know. You only see me as a small boy pastor by the flesh, but by revelation, you will know that there is something on my head. There is something on my head. There is a mantle in my hand. There is a grace by flesh. No, we no man. That is why it's dangerous to see everybody by flesh. He says that even now we knew him by flesh, but even Jesus. This time, if you try to relate Jesus by the 33 years stay on earth, you are lost. And because of that, we don't know any man again. So, if not by revelation, you don't know me. Tell your neighbor, if not by revelation, you don't know me. My identity is not my shoe, it's not my suit, it's not my certificate, it's not my pocket, it's not my bank account, it's not my status, it's not my marital status. My identity is by revelation. You need to operate in a fourth dimension of the supernatural to really know who I am. If the Jesus you know is the Jesus who only multiplied bread, then you don't know him. Can I tell you something? If the Jesus you only know is the one who died on the cross, you don't know him. 
Because the real him now is the resurrected, the glory one, the glorious one, the resurrected one, the glorious one. It's not the one who was beaten. It's not the one who was naked. It's not the one who was put to shame. It's not the one who was humiliated. It's not the one who was cursed. It's the one who is seated high above principalities and powers. It's the one who has been given a name above all names that are the mention of that name. Every name must bow. It is the one who has entered into the glory of the Most High God. It is the one who presented his blood into the heavenly temple. It is the one who is seated at the right hand side of power. It is the one who was received on high. To glory. Jesus. Know we him no more. What do you know about Grace Mountain? Is it because of the building? Is it because of a certain Elvis? What do you know? What have you seen? What have you designed? What do you know about Grace Mountain? What do you know? My knew. Yes. And you are singing this with revelation. And you are not talking about him being a king on earth, but a king in the supernatural world. profited nothing but these words that i speak to you they are life and they are spirit he said he, all, all that he was shifting them is that between my flesh and my word choose my word choose my word because my word is spirit my flesh is flesh so jesus was telling them don't follow my flesh follow the words how many of us have spent five years in church, three years in church, and yet we have not seen the hand and the work of God in our lives, or because we have been dealing with Him in the flesh? Lack of revelation, no revelation, no spirituality, nothing. You are an usher. How do you usher? Are you more concerned with what you are wearing or the spiritual aspect? God forgive me the times I thought about myself more than him before I came to preach. God forgive me 
the time I thought about the members more than him before I came to preach. God forgive me. All messages I preached that was not centered on Christ. God forgive me. Because I have wasted lives. I've wasted time if I did that. Is, is this life all about money? Is it all about the riches? Is it, is it all about the miracles? Is it all about what you wear? Is it all about the house? Is it all about the cars? Is it the traveling? Is it the private jet? How can we reduce God to this level? The Bible says that the people who walk in faith, they walk in faith to a point, the prophets of old walked in faith to a point that the world didn't deserve them. So they lived in caves. Realm of glory. I'm talking about the people who don't come to church because they had a call, but they have a revelation about the assembly of the saints. For we have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the Most High, in the company of numerable angels. I'm talking about people with revelation. They are not giving tithe because it will be recorded. They are not giving tithe and offering and money because of anything but they have got a revelation last time apostle was preaching a message when jesus was there they hid their money but when the holy ghost came and the revelation downed on them of what the kingdom of god is they started selling their houses and their lands revelation revelation i'm talking about the place of knowing god on the basis I'm tired of the skills and the methods and the principles and the, and, the, and the systems. I'm tired. When will God be made real? And the people of God gather and the atmosphere is changed because the one who promised that when two or three gather has come and we can see and feel him. That realm will not, we will never get to that realm when our focus is on our fingers and the colors of our fingers is matching our shoe and the I'm not saying it's wrong it's not wrong it's not wrong but not until we lose ourselves the day Adam began to see himself God disappeared you cannot see yourself and God it doesn't work you want to prosper in ministry die to self. Die. 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 Be no more. Don't be head. Don't be talked about. Die. And God can find expression. You want to see the very glory of God. You must be ready to die. Because without revelation we will commonize a man we don't have to commonize. For 33 years God was living on earth and they were calling him carpenter. Until Luke chapter 9, he showed them a little of his glory. And Peter, James and John said, let us build a tabernacle for you. Why didn't you build for him? Lack of revelation. And when they caught a little glimpse of the revelation, they said, don't descend. In other words, the people are not worthy of you. You, you are not supposed to dwell among us. Let us leave you here. Do you know how 
marks and how many times we have commonized what we shouldn't commonize. Precious things. Do you know how many times we have referred gold to be brass? For the lack of revelation. Do you know the number of times God wanted you to kneel down, but you, you, you will not because you, you are too fleshy. You know the number of times God wanted you to humiliate your life by coming to lie on the altar for everybody to see. You are prostrated before God. But you said that I have friends here. I have friends. I have friends. I can't do this. May very forward. How the flesh has fought the spirit. Some things that was to be precious to God. For lack of revelation, we commonized it. People of God, the day revelation dawns on us, church will change. It will change. Pastor will not cross his leg when praises is going on. It will, church will change. In the presence of God, the ground is level. There is no pastor. There is no member. All flesh. Today, I don't know what happened. That a pastor cannot worship, stand or kneel and worship and comes to cross leg until he is introduced. And even if he is not introduced well, he gets angry. Lack of revelation, killing the church. One of the things that shocked me about Moses, it, it pierced my heart when I read that scripture. I said, this is a man who has seen something about God. Deuteronomy 4.34 Go to verse 33 Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire? As thou hast heard and lived? Or has God assayed, gone his way to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation by temptations, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by mighty hand, and by a stretched out, out arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. This is the head pastor. And look at what he's pushing to the people. He says that you people must fear God and serve Him. Because have you ever heard God speak from the beginning of this? If you read the verse 32, he talks about from the creation till now. Have you ever seen that God has spoken with his voice like this to a people before? Have you seen that he has gone his way to choose a nation that is you out of another nation by war, by terror, by, by, by attack? What, how many things did he say? By a mighty hand, by wonders, by signs, by greater. He said, have you seen some before? And he said that because of that, fear him. Because he chose you by a strong arm, by terror, by signs, by wonders. And because of that, Moses said, this thing has never happened before. So you people have no choice than to fear God. And God looks at Moses and shakes his head. He said, Moses, is this what you are so overwhelmed and you want to kill the people of it? 
I'm about to do something more dangerous. This one, I delivered them by a strong arm. I delivered them by signs. I delivered them by wonders. But there is a people, I will deliver them by killing myself. Ah! Somebody heard the voice of God. Look at the way he's warning the people. It has never happened before. But we, he died on the cross. He went naked for us. But we, he left the heavens and dwelt. And the other day he was so tired that on the sea he has to sleep. But we, he said, that bears have nests, forces has holes, but the son of man has no place to live. But we, he went hungry sometimes. And he said that you are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people have chosen for my glory. And yet, we still have people among us who for the lack of revelation cannot see and cannot honor this God more than Moses honored him. Moses saw a fire with voice. He said, this has never happened. We saw God on the cross. It is normal. We saw him humiliated, beaten for our sake. He that knew no sin was made sin, that we may become the righteousness of God. So the Bible said, we are surrounded with great clouds of witnesses. They are watching. What, the, what are toys wrong with these people? Do they know? In First Peter 1-12, the Bible says that, which salvation the prophet sought to look into it and they said to know which time and what time it should come but they knew it was not for them and he said that after that the good news had been preached whereby the Holy Ghost came from heaven to witness the good news which the angels also seek to look into so one salvation prophets were searching they didn't get angels are looking into it and on the other day, they said, Who as is man that thou art mindful? And who is man that thou visited? Angels are wondering, Who at all is man? And yet men can see. You think life is about going to work on Monday and coming back on Friday? You think that is all life is? True life is what we gained on the cross. That is true life. And if there is anything to, to die for, if there is anything to set into, if there is anything to seek, it is this thing we received through the death and resurrection. How many of us have, have brought sorrow to heaven because angels are looking? Is this the God we have known from eternity? This God we cannot go close to his throne. That there is fiery fire or stones around the throne, the, the throne that only seraphims can get there. Is this God they are humiliating on the cross like that? Do they understand? Do they know him? In the record of Mark, the Bible says Jesus had to prohibit the angels from attacking the enemy in the wilderness. 
Jesus had to prohibit them. It means they, the angels, they, they don't understand why. Do, do you know him? Satan, you know him. What, what is wrong with you? That's all the angels wanted to tell Satan. You know him from eternity. And we don't understand why, what has come over him. That he has reduced himself to this level. And even the one we know, you know him very well. And even if he has reduced himself to this level, will you disrespect him like that? And the angels wanted to attack the devil. But Jesus said, wait. And the angels were wondering, hey, don't you have respect? Even if he reduced, it's, it's like a Kufuadu reduces himself on the president as a throne but comes to your house with a certain t-shirt and you begin to hit his head and play with him if he has reduced himself to that level will you uh, will you still go before him in that way his bodyguards will deal with you even when he decides to go that level and the bodyguards of jesus wanted to deal with the demons that jesus said no hold on hold on and yet the church can't see for lack of revelation my people perish the church can't see we are too busy building what God is not building. I will build my church. As we talk now, many pastors have built a lot of church God is not involved in. Any pastor who is genuinely from God most often doesn't know what next is coming. And sometimes they depend fully on God. Fully on God. And some of you can let God change his mind from using the pastor that day because of a certain mentality. For lack of revelation, my people perish. Not their people, not the world. The people called by my name are perished for lack of revelation. There are some of you who will come for evening service not even meditating upon communion. But you are coming. What, what are you coming for? When we have dedicated the service for communion, and yet you just walk into the service, not meditating for one minute, the power. Have you seen how we have killed ourselves? Have you seen how we have destroyed ourselves? It's not wrong for you to be late for church. But when you get to the Johnson and you finally drop from the car, let everybody know, let demons know, it, you feel it that you are late. Let the demons, even the demons know. Look at the speed with which you go to the embassy. And look at how slowly you walk when coming to the presence of God. And yet, you come to God and tell him, help me to gain favor before an ambassador. And yet, the one you are coming to pray for favor from, you show him disrespect. And the one that you are hoping someone pushes him, rather you are showing respect. For this I know. If you come and pray to God, favor me before them, it means that you can even be late and God will still favor you. So why don't you come early before the one whom you can receive favor from? And then go late to the one who is under the control. How many of you prayed for at least one hour before coming today? 
God bless you. Just to climb the altar. As time I was, I was telling somebody, on Saturdays, I don't go beyond this church. As far as I can go is to move from my house to this place. So if I am to come to any, go to any place on Saturday, it means that I have really forced because I must spend the day praying, meditating. Even after all that, when I got here today, I was still not satisfied in my spirit. I had to go inside and pray, release something out of my spirit before I come and sit down. How many of us? I declare over you. Go back transforming in every aspect of your life. Go and move in different dimensions. Go and move from one glory to another. Thank you, Father, for an answered prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Pastor Elvis Ajeman. Pastor Elvis is a dynamic teacher of the Word of God. He is an author, a passionate preacher of God's Word, with a desire of transforming lives in the power of the Spirit. His ministry is characterized by a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost, with accompanying signs, wonders, and uncommon miracles. He's the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry, located at Seven Days Junction, off the Achimota of Angkor Barrier, Accra. You can follow the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajiman on any of his social media handles at Pastor Ajiman Elvis or Grace Mountain Ministries. Or you can call us on 0552-504-085 or 0548-003-360. God richly bless you.